Oh, there it goes. Everybody look up and watch out. It's still been seen on another episode of Keep Up. I just improvised that because I fucked it up, but it's all good. Welcome to the show. I'm here with the rest of the Keep Up crew. They're kind of like in the echoes. They're kind of in the shadows. They might not even be here. Who knows? Let's get into some motherfucking shout-outs. Show me what you got. It's time for some motherfucking shout-outs. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, my thing is photography. My man, Matthew Suarez, he's a former paparazzi. He is a photographer right now. As a matter of fact, the studio photographer, landscape, he does it all, portraits. He is very, very talented. He is an author. He has two books. Um, we will get deep dive into the what the fuck did I say portion where we will go over his big old brand of a person he is. But right now, I would like him to describe and let us know who he is shouting out this week. What up? Uh, great intro. Um, Shout-outs <laughs> shout to my man, Chad Deal. He edited both my books. Uh, he's not even credited for editing the books. Uh, he has a book coming out called uh, Que Cell. It's uh, Tijuana in a Dystopian Future. Um, it's coming out, like, next month, and I, I, I had the pleasure. I had the pleasure to read the preview, and it's just... Phenomenal. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Nice. Uh, my friend, uh, Gavin Von Carls, who was a paparazzi at the same time I was a paparazzi. He's a crazy redhead motherfucker who's just insane. Uh, he quit his job forever, forever. It, insane in a, we'll, we'll have to wait because he also wrote a book. He's actually selling it to publishers and they told him to, you know, like he has a lot of editing to do before he comes out with a book. But, uh, yeah, my friend, uh, Gavin Von Carls on Instagram, uh, he'll also have a book about paparazzi. Which I love because there'll be two perspectives about it. It won't just be me talking about it. It'll be this this dude who were who was way more intense than me and did it for longer than me. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Is that Gato? No, no. Uh, he worked with Gato. Like he told me stories about my brother who also used to be a paparazzi. Um, I did not know that actually. I didn't know Lee was a paparazzi too. Or no, no, no. Gato, another, Gato. another bro. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Lee's never fucked around with it. Uh, <laughs> Can he work a camera? No, I'm joking. No, no, he can't. No. Uh, not at all. He borrows my camera all the time, and like I tell him, oh, it's already said. You only have to click. And then I see the results. I'm like, what? <laughs> like I, I had it said perfectly, you know. Like uh, you had one uh, job, Lee. You had one job. Take the day yeah. off. Boy. All good. All good. We gotta get him like some Kodak film or something. <laughs> so. Let's get into some politics that happened this week. There was a lot that happened. Uh, damn, it's like a part two. Like, I, I basically came out with the episode right before all the capital uh, resurgence, so the insurgents, I mean. So let's get into what the fuck happened. What the fuck happened? All right. Again, this is politics and viral news. The show is about viral news and cliches. Thank you once again, Matthew, for showing up. Uh, we get into pop culture topics. The guests can jump in any time. But the time, the most important time for the guests is, again, what the fuck did I say? We go uh, personal one-on-one with the brand of the person, and we get to know them as much as we want to. So 
First thing that happened is Parler. Parler is the alternate uh, Twitter to Twitter, pretty much. It's for conservatives to get on there and talk their shit and is not moderated at all, pretty much. Like, it's very raw, very raw data. So it's like basically early Tumblr days where they had all the porn on it and shit like that. Even Twitter. Twitter used to have a lot of porn on it in the early days as well. And so now it's heavily moderated. They have shareholders. They have lots of grannies and kids and shit like that that are putting commercials and advertisements on that and shit. Parler does not have that damn Bonagino is one of the he's like a, a former Secret Service dude and now he's like a very big time conservative pundit and uh, so he's a big investor in that and he said actually that he went bankrupt from the shutdowns of Parler so basically Amazon Google and Apple they shut it down because of the, the not moderating it during the times of the capital insurgents where Trump uh, pretty much uh, incited a riot. And, uh, yeah, now they're in the dumps. How do you feel about that? Have you, uh, Matthew, been on Parlor at all? Uh, I haven't. And I just heard about that basically today. And, like, when you we were saying, like, this is called what the fuck happened. But, like, really, it's like what the fuck is happening. <laughs> because right before coming on, uh, like, I had the news on. And they were talking about Parlor, And I'm just like, wait, what? And, and we're just from Reddit, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I know I know what it is based on Reddit. I get a lot of my shit through Reddit. I love Reddit. Um, so, it, it, I mean, and, like, the, the, the very same news we're saying is whack-a-mole. If they cancel Parler, they'll just come up with something else. It, it happened with Pirate Bay. It, it is going to keep happening. It does make them weaker, I guess, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's insanity. You're right, and uh, that's a perfect segue because he has been uh, Trump after the inciting of the riots, pretty much, after he said, let's go to the Capitol. You can't, you can't ever give up. You can't, uh, you, you can't let them ever win. You have to show strength. You do all these things, and uh, yeah, so he's banned on Twitter. He's banned on Facebook. He's banned on Pornhub. He's banned on – I'm joking. Is he banned? No, no, he's not – I'm not joking about the Pornhub, but I was about to say OnlyFans. He's not banned on OnlyFans. He's banned on YouTube. He's banned on Pinterest. I don't know if he, like, puts any fucking oven mitts on Pinterest or anything like that, if he's, like, trying to, like, do any arts and crafts. I can't picture Mr. Small Handemic doing any arts and crafts. Uh, yeah, how do you how do you feel about that? There's people on both sides. I'm worried that uh, censorship of the uh, one of the uh, leaders of uh, of a nation being censored on uh, platforms that have at least three billion users. How do you feel about that, Matthew? Um, there's always that, but my rights, you know. But they're private companies; they can do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, he can still have a website and he can do whatever he wants through there, right? Or he can still have, he has many platforms. He can still go on TV. He can go on Trump TV, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's very basic. When you sign up for this website, it tells you, here are terms and conditions. You break that, you're out. I mean, on Instagram, if you post a titty, they'll be like, hey, don't be posting titties or you're going to get banned. And you get banned for that. And no one's going like, hey, but it's my right to be posting. There's, it's a private company. You don't have rights in, private, in a private company. So even though he's the president, I mean, he's basically out the door anyway. But, um, you know, it's not a, it has nothing to do with free speech. He, can, he has access to free speech wherever the fuck he wants, really. I mean. Yeah, no, and I saw this meme uh, once, I think, on Twitter, and it was uh, it was showing a comparison uh, of Bill of Rights in, in exchange for uh, service of terms. And uh, 
I'll, obviously it's a little cynical and a little bit extreme, but it's true. It's true. You're right. There's uh, these companies are so big, uh, big tech. Uh, you know, I hate to say it like that because it is true. They are big tech, but I hate to say it that way because like it's used as like such a sensational uh, term now uh, <laughs> from one side of the aisle, pretty much. Uh, I think through this now, I think because of Jack Dorsey and I think all these guys, which a matter of fact, Jack Dorsey laughed at Parler and then now they're in like an exchange. Uh, yeah, they're in trouble, Parler. Parler has been shut down by everybody and they have nowhere. And, and Matthew, you're right. Um, there's a lot of people that already were calling for that for a lot of people because um, there's a lot of user-generated content out there. There's a lot of people like me, <laughs> uh, losers out there just trying to like give their two cents on every fucking thing. And uh, I had my own website, Dan Bonagino, the guy that I said went bankrupt, uh, or he said that he went bankrupt I mean, because he's a heavy. But, yeah, you're right. You can get your message out there. I'm going to go somewhere else. Uh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. It's not on the topics, but I just found out about this guy called uh, Gaden Sang, mm-hmm. who was from uh, Washington, who was like a libertarian. Um, who's wanted in the United States because he didn't show up to court. And he just moved to Mexico. And now he lives in Mexico. He has YouTube videos out. Uh, and he's like this crazy libertarian, pro-abortion, pro-guns. And he's in Querétaro, my hometown. And he goes into establishments without a mask. And then he's like, what is my right? Uh, and like, there's the videos that are insane. And I, I don't want to give him any more people watching his videos because it's really <laughs> out there. But it's this dude who fled the United States to come to Mexico, and he complains about the laws here, and then he, like, he like pushes cops around, like, pushes their buttons to be like, you guys speak English to me. And it's like, no, you're in Mexico. The cops don't have to speak English to you. It's no worry, you know. And it's, I think he's probably going to get killed or disappear in the near future because this dude is just pushing everybody's buttons, and he's, he's wanted by uh, the United States government. So it's just one crazy dude that I think uh, I'll, I mean, it's not on the topics, and I'm sorry, but like, no, 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 it's okay. okay. It's okay. You should look into this crazy dude that is just kind of like, you know, well, there. Well, I think we need to bring this to the attention of Letitia James too, man. She'll put it on the menu. She's the prosecutor in New York coming after Trump. So maybe like they could work together and they can bring them both to justice. No, I'm joking. I don't care. I don't care who comes. I'm not. I'm not like into the war on drugs. I mean, I am. I mean, I'm more on the drug side. But I just, yeah. like you know, what I'm saying like if I I do want to get into law. By the way, I'm like trying to like uh, I'm actually doing LSAT prep and shit like that. But like I would. I don't think I would ever be on the prosecuting side. Like I'm not into like. There's so many laws that I think are so outdated that like, and I feel like we're like, there's just too many criminal. There's just too many people in prison anyway. Why do I need to put more people in prison? You know what I'm saying? Like we're the most imprisoned nation in the fucking galaxy, and they need another person locking people up. No thanks. I'm good on that. But uh, no, I appreciate that. I did not know anything about that. Um, I have nothing to add because I, uh, <laughs> sorry, I, have no, I have nothing to know about that. So I definitely, I definitely will look that up. I definitely will look that up. So, uh, yeah, and he's banned on social media. And uh, like I said, there's a lot of aftermath. Uh, right now, Congress has uh, agreed. Uh, they got enough votes to impeach him for a second time. He's the first president in history to be impeached by Congress uh, twice. Damn. And uh, and they wanted to invoke the 25th Amendment. Uh, Mike Pence wasn't really getting down with that. And uh, they they set up that ultimatum. I don't know if the Senate has approved of it yet. I, I doubt they will. Um, they probably will get more votes than you would think, but I don't think eventually they will have that. Uh, do you think it's anything significant, Matthew? Do you think like anybody cares that he's uh, except for the politicians right now, except for and obviously some upset uh, Karens out there? 
Do you think it makes a difference if they take him out so early? I, I would say no, but then, you know, we communicate by memes. I saw one that said, or it was a Twitter that said, uh, if he gets impeached right now, he doesn't get, you know, what all the ex-presidents get, like Secret Service helping them out, uh, travel expenses I think they get. Like, so he does get, like, benefits cut. Um, but, I mean, it, it, overall, like, what's going to happen? Like, he's supposed to go to jail, but there's, like, so many people that, I don't know. It, it's going to be insanity no matter what. Um, True. It is. And it's insane times right now, man. I mean, it's, what, 11 days for Joe Biden who, you know, like, it's not like I'm excited for it, but at least we're, at least I can sleep and wake up and be like, oh, the world's still the world instead of uh, insanity like we've been living for the past forever, it feels like. Right. I don't um, know if you ever seen this movie, but a grumpy old man. But like, I feel like I'm just trading in Jack Lemon for after <laughs> Matt out for Jack Lemon. That's what I haven't seen it in forever, but I know, I know that. <laughs> that's all I feel like I'm trading it in for. Like one grumpy old man for the next. Yeah. All right. So we have uh, the Clubhouse app, and I have it. Uh, I I have it on Android. Surprisingly enough, everybody keeps telling me it's not on Android, but I I have it. I don't really I don't really know what I'm doing with it. Uh, I'm I'm very new to it. Um, it's purple. I, I looked it up. I was like, am I on the same app that everybody else is on? I looked it up. I am. Um, and I'm so new to it that I I haven't even added any friends and shit like that. I think I downloaded it like a couple of days ago. Are you familiar with it? I know that it's for social networking within businesses. Let's, let's, like, let's get it right now. Nice, nice, uh, very cool. No, but that, when I looked it up before before the show, uh, and a friend told me about a, a, a dating app called okay. Raya. Raya? No, R-A-Y-A. R-A, oh, Raya, Raya, okay. And you're supposed to be accepted because it's only for, like, celebrities oh, or, like, important people. Okay, okay. Maybe I can shoot my shot with Jessica Simpson on there. My, and my friend is, uh, she's on a Netflix show in Mexico City, uh, so that's where her fame is. She's been in shitty movies and like other stuff. Shitty but, movies. Like, she has. Uh, sorry, Tamara. But um, I applied for it. It's been like a week, and my application is still. Uh, so I guess I'm not that famous, even though I, you know. Well, you're famous in my world. <laughs> but I don't know if that fucking counts. But speaking of which, uh, I know that you don't really watch too much, but. Uh, Wander Darkly, uh, my friend Serena, she lives in the LA area actually. She's gonna be, she's in that movie. She's in that movie and she's gonna be a guest next week. So if you're, if you're watching any TV and you wanna watch, uh, Sienna What, Miller, what, what show? It's Wander Darkly, Sienna Miller's in it, and my friend Serena Laney. She is, uh, she actually has a credit in there. She's not just an extra. She, uh, she plays a role in it. I think a small role, but she plays a, somebody at least to be in the credits. So Wander Which Darkly. Is, Wander yeah. Darkly with Sienna Miller. The Insanity of L.A. Um, I remember I shot Sienna Miller, but it was in the, the bad era of Sienna Miller. I don't know how she's doing right now. I don't care. Oh, dude. But, like, it's just... Jude Lawness. Yes, I remember. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I have, like, seven or probably, like, even 11 folders of Sienna Miller, and it was always, like, her running from the paparazzi. Uh, and I don't even know why she's famous, really. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure she's in that show, but uh, I haven't seen any movies or shows with her. Like, I can't tell you, like, oh, yeah, Cena Miller's in the show. Congrats <laughs> to your friend, though. Uh, L.A. is the same. It's yeah, it a dog-eat-dog world over there. I, I can't handle L.A., but uh, congrats to your friend. I hope that, like, you know, it's like a, she gets in one show, and then she gets in another show, and then she sucks some dicks, and then she's in another show because it's Hollywood. 
Um, I'm sure Sam would love that, her husband, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean it like no, that. Like, okay. there, there's a lot of kids out there. Yo, there's married people in porn, man. Sometimes you got to suck things to get to where you're going. I'm not saying Serena's doing that, but I agree with you. And hey, man, I'm with you, man. The casting couch is out there, man. Somebody, somebody's <laughs> got to wipe out the cum stain, man. It happens, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's probably um, a good she job. is not famous. You're right. She's not famous for acting. She's more famous for the affair that her ex-husband had with a nanny. But then she did get more prominent roles. And I think her most prominent role, at least according to me, is Factory Girl. And she play, it's like a period piece. In the you, you, you know way more than me. And I was there. And yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. You were around them, so you're way more cool than me. You're right. I'm like, but I'm like I in a bar, and like da- I'm like a David Buster doing trivia, and you're actually <laughs> in front of their fucking face. I had like a list of people every day of celebrities that like I had nothing. That I didn't know. I just knew like they 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 made money if you took the picture, and that's like all I cared about. It was just like, oh, that makes sense to me. I like that. I like that. That's good. I don't get paid. So, I don't get paid for none of this shit, man. <laughs> by the way, by the way, we're on Cash App, guys. Still been saying if you want to support independent media. Uh, yes, I don't do this for. Oh, well, I am doing it for free, but I would like not to. So let's see what what happens. Get Cash App on Still Insane, and so let's get into the last topic of the politics and vital news. Uh, Soho Karen, Soho Karen. Um, I usually have a link of that. But now I have to look it up because I don't remember her name. It's some Italian type name. She's Greek, I think. She oh yes, she's Greek. There we go. Macedonian, Mediterranean. Um, why am I typing in all types of not Soho? I'm typing in everything but Mia Ponceto. Ah, there you go. Look at that. I, I used to have a researcher, and now I have you <laughs> just for one episode. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, yes. She, and she was in an interview recently with Gail King, and she gave the infamous uh, – Gail King was asking some hot questions, um, basically coming at her like a mom. But I, it made sense. It made sense. Uh, she was very reckless. There was a 14-year-old boy at a uh, Soho hotel in New York. This woman is actually from California. Uh, she uh, accosted him uh, trying to say that he was, was stealing her cell phone, and he did not He did not have her cell phone. The hotel managers had her cell phone the whole time. I don't know why they didn't intervene. Uh, but she tackled him. She tackled him. It was on camera. Um, she had got into an argument with the father. The father pressed charges. Um, she's actually, um, she actually has a DUI as well. I don't know if that's like really relevant. Uh, maybe she's like a renegade. She's like a bad, bad girl. Maybe it makes her even more of a bandita, bandita, but I don't think so. She's a fucking, she's a fucking troll in my opinion, but my bad. I didn't mean to get my editorial on that one, but yeah. How do you feel about, uh, Soho Karen? Uh, I just Googled her again and there's new, uh, footage of her fighting with the cops, so we'll have to check that soon. Um, oh man, she's like how, bad, how, like bad baby man. She's like that that girl from um, Doctor Phil man. Uh, Catch me outside. This bitch is like on fire. How do I feel about her? Um, I, I feel like she's not the only one. Um, it's not like I, I hit her. She's a fucking bitch. Even though she's pretty hot, I'll give her that. She is hot. Um, I will say that too. She's spoiled as fuck. And I think we have something wrong with our lives and our phones. And, like, this just shows it how this person could not be without her phone for, like, more than five minutes. And her reaction was to freak out. It probably was race incentive, but uh, I'm pretty sure she was just like, I don't have my phone. I'm just going to play fucking everyone. Like, that's just primal to just go 
that crazy over not having a phone. And I feel um, like there's so many people that are just like sick and damaged with their phones that, that that's probably one of the issues that no one's mentioning. That everyone's just like, yeah, it's racist, and she tackled the little kid. She shouldn't have done it because that's just fucking wrong. But we're not seeing her fucking phone dependency. Like, that's what, like, drove her to, I don't know, blame anyone she saw. I mean, not anyone. She just blamed the, the one she suspected because of race, most likely. Uh, it was just fucked up on how, like, we are so dependent on our phones that, like, her thing was to freak out because she didn't have a phone. She couldn't be like, oh, I'll just, you know wait for my daddy to come out of the fucking hotel or something. Um, she snapped. Yeah, no, I noticed I noticed the toxicity in all of us, to be honest. That's why we have these screen times now. Now it's like, now it's uh, cool for Apple and uh, Google and Android to show us our screen time and show us, like, how sick we are and how, like, it. but it doesn't show us <laughs> when we go to the next screen, though. It doesn't show us, like, when we go to the TV, when we go to the tablet, when we go to the laptop. Uh, when we go to the phone, when we go like or like the mini tablet or the <laughs> the phablet or the like whatever, man. There's so many fucking damn screens. The Kindle, um, every, like everywhere we are. So I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, I don't think I'm at that level as her, but most of us are. I didn't see that uh, that showed social dilemma. I know that we have a sickness with that too. She actually had it with the managers though, so she had it for a, a long enough for like it to be gone enough for her to not like for them to. To, to, to have it procured in there, there to have it secured within, you know what I'm saying? But like, um, yeah, and I definitely think she has affluenza. I don't know if you know what that is, but affluenza is where uh, this court case where this judge did not sentence this uh, this dude that ran over people, this uh, this teenager, this teenager. He had run over people, and then he escaped to Mexico. They they got him back. They extradited him. And when when they tried to sentence him, the judge said that he had affluenza. The, uh, the 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 doctors convinced the judge that it was this case where you're too spoiled and rich to 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 know the the accountability, to know the circumstances. I mean, so like definitely. They, they have like a mental sick. So rich rich kids now have this mental sickness that they're not responsible for what they do because they're so spoiled. Definitely, she had that shit, and you could tell on the interview that, like, she has no idea how, I mean, they just took her phone away, and she didn't even know what to do with her world, and that's, that's fucking sick, man, like. It is. And the imagine, way she talked to Gail, too, man, the way she talked to Gail, but Gail's, Gail's, like, it, like, it ain't like a fat pig right now, man, she's got another soundbite, just like that R. Kelly interview. And that's that's the LA world too. That's that the world your friend is in. Like, and I know it's everywhere. Everybody's like looking at their phones all the time. But in LA, it just goes to like a fucking another level of yeah. everyone just being like, everybody trying to be famous. And uh, I don't want to, but I do it because I need to sell books. Like that's the only reason I keep my social media so active. And because of photography shit too, I gotta be like, hey, you know, hit me up for photography. And otherwise, I would probably just use Reddit. I hate almost all social media. I mean, I like Instagram, but I, I hate how addicted we are to all of that shit. Uh, that I do try to, like, not punish myself, but it's kind of, like, enough with my phone every once in a while and to test me to see how long I can go without it. And whenever I go to a place that I have no signal, I feel like this weight on my shoulders, you know? Like, I don't have to tell everyone, like, look at this. Like, you know, like, it, it's it's something that, um, it, it's fucking with our minds. 
It really is. And you're right. There are so many pros and cons to, to having the free advertising of social media, especially with the things that we want to do that we're trying to be proactive and trying to gain in the space and shit like that. We're basically, it's basically free billboards. It's basically all that kind of stuff. But you're right. There's a price to pay for that. And we basically sell our souls on the, ser- the service terms of our bill of rights and shit like that. But yeah, no, man, she's sick. We're all sick. And she, uh, hopefully, uh, I don't know, man. Hopefully she learns a lesson. I don't think she will, to be honest. I don't think she will. She's so, so hell carries don't have to. There, there's so many girls like her, though. Like, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it, there, there'll be more cases of just people, uh, probably not attacking 14 year old black kids, but, uh, you know, of just going crazy over not having their phone for like fucking five minutes, uh, somehow attacking fucking someone. I don't know. Well, she was she was arrested and arraigned, and here we go. We're gonna get into some music. Hello there, children. What the fuck did I hear? All right, Jasmine Sullivan. She is similar, I believe, to Adele, but she is black and light again, and she's very good, actually. I've heard her a few times. I have not heard the new album. That is uh, Hotels, Hot Tales, Hotels. Um, she's very good. Uh, have you ever listened to Jasmine Sullivan, um, Matthew? No idea who she is. I googled her and I was still kind of like, no idea. All good, all good. She um she has a very lovely voice. Um, like I said, she does a lot of ballads and a lot of good pop music. So Griselda, Griselda is uh what um was side gunner um machine gun not machine gun gunner. Whoa, um it's a rap group from Detroit. They are on Slim Shady's uh record label. I think they just left, as a matter of fact, recently. They have a new uh, motion picture. It's called um, NBSF Conflicted. Um, this is a soundtrack. They just came out with that. They're really good. They're very gritty, hardcore rappers. Um, again, they do stuff with Royce the 5'9", all that good shit. They're very awesome. They're they're like a a, trip, uh, um, a trio, just like the locks. Have you ever heard Griselda before, Matt? We are in different planets when it comes to music. Like, <laughs> in a complete different planets. All good. This is just trending music, brother. I this is not exactly. I do listen to this. I'm not gonna lie, but it's just like a very small part of what I listen to. Um, Uncle Murder is uh, "Don't Come Outside" Volume Three. That's a mixtape. Um, I haven't listened to Uncle Murder in a long time. He uh, signed to Def Jam a long time ago, but he was part of the rap battles back in the day of uh, the uh, Smack DVDs. So you're into mixtapes and shit like that. If you're into trending shit on like uh, that piff and all that good shit, um, are you into Lana Del Rey at all? No, even like even like picture wise, like she wasn't famous yet. She wasn't famous yet. Uh, I think she has a funny name. Uh, that's all I know about her. Like even when like I, I mean I shot Taylor Swift, but like if I hear hear a Taylor Swift song, I couldn't tell you it's her. No. This could this could even be for Rihanna. I've never even known what a Rihanna. I mean, if someone's like, "Oh, that's Rihanna," I'm like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Or, like, maybe I'll listen to it and be like, oh, this song's kind of like, it could be, but I have no idea what her songs are. Like, I can't name you a song. Uh, she was super nice to me, which was weird, but uh, I really, my, my music taste is, like, I, I like weird shit that comes from Asia. Oh, nice. Oh, so it's, like, K-pop or, like, what are you talking no, about? No, no, no. Uh, I'm mostly uh, math rock. Um, and, and there's like weird math rock emo coming out of Singapore right now. <laughs> I, and I like my, 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 uh, my, I'm, I'm not that shocked though. Shit. I'm not that shocked though. Mark was really into international music and so was Lee and all that. So like, I'm not that shocked that you were that, that you were exposed to those type of things and you're in, you're around a lot of different people. So 
I'm not into, I am, I am, but like, I'm not ex- as exposed as you are. So you're going to have to hit me up for like a playlist or something, man. Yeah. And I am crazy about like exploring different types of music and like the weirder, the better. Like those are the only like on Facebook groups. I'm in like an abnormal music Facebook group and it's just like the weirdest, craziest shit. And that's like, what me. I'm into. Invite me, man. Seriously. I, uh, I actually have to get more weird with my music. That's, that's actually a good idea. Um, Lana Del Rey, like I said, she just came, uh, she's about to come out with a new album, Chemtrails over the country club. Um, she has a new track list for that. If you want to check that out, that's on Rolling Stone. Uh, Nicki Minaj reaches settlement with Tracy Chapman in, Sorry, lawsuit. Um, before she had actually won a legal battle, and because Nicki Minaj had claimed her legal counsel claimed that the song was on a mixtape and that she had not made she had not made money off of it, and now in this new uh, settlement case, I mean this new uh, uh, this new sorry ugh, this new not settlement uh, this new verdict this new verdict um, Tracy Chapman won. And now she's going to get some money from Nicki Minaj. Uh, are are you familiar with any IP or copyright laws or anything like that? Are you are you into that kind of shit? I am familiar with this two girls. Though. Like, what's the what's the Tracy Chapman argument? Like, she had a song that's like the same as Nicki Minaj, or she said what what, what happened? So, so rappers, as you know, they they mix tapes and shit, and they use they 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 um they're very liberal with sampling. Um, especially on mixtapes because they do not make money off of them normally, normally. Drake has done it before. There's a few people that um, use mixtapes to make money, but they do not usually make money. Nicki Minaj, she had shelved the song. Um, I don't know if it was on a mixtape, but I know that it was not on the uh, the final album, the final album cut for her LP. So that was her argument, and Tracy Chapman was like, I don't give a fuck, you used it. You're famous enough. You obviously, it, it obviously um, puts some type of money in your pocket, and now you're going to put money in my pocket for royalties. So, um, yeah, man, that, that's actually been very, um, that's been the trend lately. Marvin Gaye, um, there's been a uh, queen back in the day. Um, the the only one I remember was like almost uh, Coldplay against Joseph Trani, and those like 10 years ago for. Uh, yeah, yeah. Metallica. There's a few people that have won these lawsuits. Uh, it's it's rare, but I'm just saying it's trending more towards the artist. It's trending more towards uh, the the royalty collector. So uh, yeah, good job for Tracy Chapman. Sorry for the Queen's native Nicki Minaj. I have a I have a story about Nicki Minaj. Please so. give me give me that story. Give us that tea, man. Uh, well, she wasn't that famous when I was uh, paparazzi. She was just the up and coming rapper. But almost everyone that works at TSA is black people that know everyone. That's true. Like, I remember... 70% of TSA is black. I remember, like, I would give them 10, 20 bucks, and, like, if they tip me someone. And I remember this guy coming up to me and be like, Hey, man, hey, man, you gotta, you gotta come over here. You gotta shoot this. I'm like, who is it? And he's like, that's Beelz's dad. I'm like, why would I give a fuck, you know? like Matthew Knowles. <laughs> I, I have no idea who, like, his picture's not gonna sell. And it was similar with Nicki Minaj. Like someone's we, like, Dude, we that's will be Nicki talking Minaj. about that. We will be talking about that in the "What the fuck did I say?" portion, of course. That was. A and I had, I had no idea who Nicki Minaj was. Like absolutely no idea who Nicki Minaj was. But I do have. I shot her on May twenty seventh, two thousand ten, at nine a.m. at LAX, and I just have pictures of Nicki Minaj and I'm like, fucking pink jacket and a hoodie. But I had no idea who she was. And then after that, she became. Oh. I think she got like one album back then. Like now, now she's just like gigantic. But I like I had pictures when she was like, she even looked at me like, "Why are you taking my picture, man?" 
Oh, shit. <laughs> well, yeah, she's from my neighborhood. She's from Southside Jamaica, Queens. That's where I'm recording this right now, if anybody wants to stalk me. Um, <laughs> she, uh, right, I'll, you know, paparazzi, I'll get, get ready, guys, get ready. It might take, like, 20 years from now for me to get famous, but but still, be on guard, be on guard, be, be ready, the Proud Boys. Uh, uh, what was I about to say? Uh... No, I don't actually. I, I, I probably did it too too hard, to be honest. <laughs> uh, one more thing for Rolling Stone magazine, the Hold Steady. Um, the reason why I only put that on there, I, I did see them live one time. It was a long time ago. I think it was in 2009. Um, I saw uh, the Hold Steady, and it was uh, Rothbury Music Festival. Now it is called, um, if there's any festivals out there anymore, um, it was called uh, Electric Forest now. That's what it's called now. Uh, in Rothbury, Michigan. So, uh, when's the last, have you ever, you've been to, you, yeah, I did, I actually seen you at a music festival in your story. When's the last, what's the last music festival you've been to? Um, fuck. I mean, uh, I, I ended up in, in Tijuana. I, I was doing, myself, I was doing music festivals. So, uh, mm. well, like the last one is the one I threw, uh, and it was crazy. It was like a thousand people and like half of them were like tripping balls on acid and we're in the middle of nowhere. And that's probably the last festival I've been to and I organized it. Uh, besides that, in LA, I, I used to go to a Hokia Fest, FYF. Oh, before, before they moved it to the convention center, it used to be in Chinatown. And my brother had a place in downtown. So you could hear the festival from his place. And it would just be like, you would just walk there. And I saw a lot of good shit in FYF. FYF was great before it exploded. Uh, but I'm not a festival guy. I usually like smaller bands. The ones that, like, usually open a festival. Um, so I never did Coachella. I never, uh, when FYF became more pop well, or more indie rock and more, uh, instead of the weird shit that they had, uh, I stopped going to festivals. Uh, nobody, tries to commission, nobody tries to commission you for stuff like Coachella? Like what? Yeah, like photography. Nobody tries to, nobody tries to hire you for those type of things? Not anymore. I, I mean, uh, my photography thing, I, like, uh, I haven't done much except work for one magazine and 2020 killed all my photography gigs and to now I'm trying to do more photography gigs by myself. But uh, no, uh, and I had friends in my magazine that went to Coachella uh, that they work with uh, radio, San Diego radio, and they would go to Coachella and make a huge fuss about it. But I, I never did. And honestly, I, I don't think I want, I would ever want to. It's not a... Uh, now you're seeing, now you're seeing. I love festivals. I've been to Coachella three times and I would definitely go again. I don't like that many people, and there's too many people. Yeah, we'll see what happens. To be honest, because I definitely do want to go again, but um, I don't know what I don't know what 25 percent capacity looks like at Coachella. So we'll see. Are they are they going to have a Coachella this year? They were going to. They rescheduled it for October, but obviously that didn't happen. So I don't know. I'm not on the mailing list. I, I got to look that up actually. What actually happened uh, with the rescheduling at Coachella? But they were supposed to have it um, in the normal time, August and uh, April. Uh, no, April. Yeah, April. Sorry, the end of April, and then um, they rescheduled for October. It, I don't think it happened in October, and uh, I don't know what the next update is on that. But it's one of my favorite festivals, if not my favorite. Let's get into some movies and uh, television. Help me! Help me! What the fuck did I watch? So, uh, Shonda Rhimes has a new show called Bridgerton. It's on Netflix. It's her first Netflix show. She also did How to Get Away with Murder, 
Scandal, Grey's Anatomy, all these shows I did not watch. Uh, I have, I've like seen bits and pieces and shit like that. People, uh, like I said, call me the ugly version of Jesse, uh, Jesse, what's his name from fucking uh, Grey's Anatomy? Jesse Williams, uh, the big advocate and shit like that. That's not nice, guys. You don't do that. Don't do that. Don't be that mean. Okay, you could be that mean. It's all right. But uh Bridgerton is pretty good. It's all right. I um I could stand it. I could stand it at least. It's very it's very gossipy. It's like Gossip Girl to be honest. It's like Gossip Girl but in like a period uh Victorian drama. And uh it uh, it's kind of like Hamilton as well with the diversity like Doug um everybody just so happens to be a minority. They don't touch on it at all. They don't touch on it at all, though. So, like, if you are, like, Hispanic, if you are black, if you are Asian, if you're any of those type of things, it, you're still on par with the white people because they don't mention it at all. They don't go, oh, you were a slave or you're – no, they're literally just, like – they just so happy, like that's why I mentioned Hamilton because they, uh, what's his name, David Diggs played Thomas yeah. Jefferson, um, even though Thomas Jefferson was piping a lot of black people, so he might he might as well have gotten away with calling himself black. So who knows? But um, and I just watched uh, the Lord Bird show with uh, Ethan Hawke, and he plays Frederick Douglass. He does a very good Frederick Douglass as well. Uh, yeah, so that's why I say Hamilton because uh, yeah, it's just diverse diversity, and it just so happens to be diversity. Do you like diversity in film, uh, Mr. Matthew? Do you uh, actually do you even watch movies that much? I remember, like I said, we talked on the pre-meeting, and I remember you telling me that you don't really watch that much, to be honest, that much uh, anymore because actors, the the actors that you've seen in person, kind of like ruined it for you. Not only that, I usually just watch. I mean, if I'm gonna watch Netflix, it's usually a series, and usually a docu series. And movies, I don't like watching movies alone again because we have a sickness with our phones. That if I start watching a movie. Five minutes into it, I'll just catch myself on the phone and that I can't pay attention to the movie at all. So I, I need to have someone so I can be, like, talking about the movie while watching the movie. Otherwise, I mean, I, I don't talk through the whole movie, but I, I always, like, mention it. Like, like I would mention, you know, uh, diversity in the movie set. Uh, and I like to pull myself away from the camera a lot. Like, I like to imagine myself behind the camera. So I see, like, mistakes in movies all the time, and, and that, like, fucks me up. I guess I, I'm always way too high to watch movies. <laughs> it was like my, I was thinking out loud. I'm like, damn, no, I, 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 love being, I, love, I love being high and watching movies. As a matter of fact, this is mad late. I love acid, too, man. So good for you, man. We have so much in common with that. <laughs> right, man? We, if we're doing the war on drugs, man, we're winning. We're winning. Um, Dreamland is a Margot Robbie movie. As a matter of fact, there's more people in that movie. Let's look that up real quick. Sorry for my, my research this week. I was doing more research on Matt than I was uh, the, the films. But that's good. He's, he's our guest. He deserves that. Ooh, Morena Baccarin is in that, and and, uh, Gerard Butler. uh, Ah, look at you, man. I told you, man. You're my great... Yes, Travis Fimmel. He um, he is from Vikings. He's also from... uh, What is it called? Uh, Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. I love him. He's so intense all the time. Uh, Finn Cole, he plays on P.E. Blinders. He's Michael on P.E. Blinders. And like I said, Margot Robbie, she plays a, um, a, a bandit. Um, someone who gets shot, she hides out in a barn, and this kid keeps her safe, and he tries to run her to Mexico. And uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So, uh, and like I said, Travis Fimmel, he is uh, the stepfather. He plays a really intense role in that. Um, is that something that would pique your interest? Do you like? I, I would. I would watch it. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, from the little I've seen of her, which is like the Wolf of Wall Street, I think that's her, right? Yeah, that is. And her yeah, that's, that is her. <laughs> <laughs> she reminds me of so many others. She reminds me of Jimmy Presley, which I don't know if that's a compliment or a... That is a good comparison, actually. They do look alike. They do look alike. Not a, No raspy voice, uh, but yeah, Mar- I, I think Ro- and Margot Robbie's way hotter. And I think she's she is. And she is. Uh, and I, I never saw Margot Robbie, which uh, I like movies where I didn't see people. I do see uh, Gerard Butler, and I remember why I thought he was awesome. And when I looked up my pictures, he looked like he was a dick. But I have a memory of him being great, so I don't know why. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, he's supposed to be weird with paparazzi, but um, but from that movie, I would watch it. But again, I would rather uh, watch it with someone else than just by myself in my room because I'll just reach for the video game or I'll just reach for my phone <laughs> when watching movies. Uh, well, there's it has two to more be. people. There's two more people that are on the. Before my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, Lola, no, no, Kirk. Lola Kirk. She's from uh, uh, not not Wolf on Wall Street, but she's from uh, Mozart in the Jungle. And Darby Camp. She is from uh, the Christmas Chronicles. The uh, the ones with uh, uh, my man. Uh, oh man, uh, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. There you go. And go ahead. My bad. I cut you off. No, so, no, no. Uh, you're good. Uh, when but you Gerard Butler is the next movie, so that's good. Keep going. When, when, whenever you mention uh, celebrities, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I remember shooting them. Like, that's, that's perfect. Like, like Goldie Hawn and, uh, and Kurt Russell, they were both really nice people. Goldie Hawn oh, nice. is super nice. I could imagine uh, that. I could imagine that, actually. Yeah, super chill people. Like, I remember just shooting them, then just walking in the airport without, like, a posse or anything, and then just being happy with the paparazzi and just being like, oh, hi, let us walk through. We let them walk through, and they're nice people from what I remember shooting them. Nice, man. Yeah, they both had some really cool careers, man, so that's really good. <laughs> They're really happy about that. Um, speaking of Gerard Butler, he has a new uh, disaster movie called Greenland. And oh, I was, that's the uh, one I googled. Oh, good, good. And it looked pretty good, actually. I'm not My bad. Dreamland and Greenland, you put two movies that sound exactly the same next to each other, and that's why I've been confused. I'm like, I don't see Marvel Robbie on this one. So I download a lot of uh, movies on Torrent, on Torrent, and uh, I downloaded both of these. They were like on the Amazon Prime like uh, list where um, they show the movies that are in movie theaters, and so they were like back to back. And I didn't mean to like I didn't mean to like put them on the same list, but then I saw them on my list, and I was just like, I was just trying to figure out which movies I should like do a review for, and I was just like, even though they're not similar, fuck it. Greenland, Dreamland, fuck it. Here we go. So uh, Greenland, like I said, is very similar to San Andreas. And um, somebody on Reddit made a good comment on a good joke. And they were like, um, Greenland and San Andreas have taught me that um, you can solve relationship issues in a disaster movie. And it's true. It's true. Um, Independence Day. It doesn't matter. There's so many. uh, 2012, there's so many disaster movies. Uh, Dante's Peak. There's always a, a relationship, a divorce, something happened, a custody battle, something like that. Um, doesn't matter if Will Strip, uh, Will Smith is uh, falling in love with a stripper. You know, he was ahead of his time with that, by the way. <laughs> doesn't matter. They solve their relationship problems while the, the the end of the world is happening. Do you ever notice that, Matt? Uh, from all the movies you mentioned, I actually saw quite a few. And I mean, uh, Hollywood is always going to be Hollywood, and they they have to have a love interest somewhere in the movie. Uh, I mean, they did it with even The Hobbit. They're just like, dude, what the fuck? Why is a fucking dwarf <laughs> dating an elf? That's nowhere. Uh, so they they just have to force a love story 
no matter what, that, that there has to be a love story. I think it's like unwritten Hollywood law that like if you're making a movie that's like more than 10 million, you, you have to have a power couple that's just like two hot people because people just want to see attractive people fucking each other and even though there's a disaster. So Hollywood will force love <laughs> in any <place. laughs> Man, from your paparazzi days, man, you have like all the cheat codes, man. You know, like all the formulas when it comes to like, uh, when it comes to like, yeah, making films is a business, man. It really is a business. And you saw a lot of the business uh, behind it, not like per se, like behind the scenes, like in the studio, but you saw them fresh out the studio. You saw sometimes, them. No, sometimes, sometimes uh, when you live in LA and anyone that lives in LA will know this, uh, you'll get a notice on your door and probably in New York too that says like, we'll be filming oh, yeah, outside yeah. your house. All the times. Yeah, so sometimes sometimes you actually see how they're filming it, and you can just see everything, and you know you know how it is. You, you see them making the movie in front of your eyes, and when you live in LA, you probably like even live it more because you're like, yeah, this place is familiar, and then you're like, oh yeah, this this was in such and such movie. True. Um, like my favorite bar was in that uh, fucking uh, sexy and, as you, and you know it the music video. Venice Beach. Oh, the uh, the LMFAO or whatever. Yeah, like Barry the main Gord, bar. Barry Gordy, yeah, B- Barry Gordy's kids. Yep. Yeah, and the main bar is one of my favorite bars in LA. So like, just watching that, like, and be like, That's oh cool. yeah, I used to go. Did you know they were filming there at all, or was that like just? It like, was. Uh, I, I had. A, I was already out of LA when I watched the video. I'm like, oh shit, that's uh, townhouse. <laughs> right, you made it just in time, man. Right before it got too too crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. And one more show, Moonbase 8 on Showtime. It stars John uh, C. Riley. It also has Fred Armisen. They both co-wrote it. <laughs> um, they have a couple other people, Ted Hienermeyer. And uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's very short. That's, it's, very, it's very light and it's very funny. That's some, something I would really, really – I love stupid comedies. That's, that's, oh, uh, it's definitely uh, stupid. And Travis Kelsey's on it too, by the way, from uh, the Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. The, the tight end from the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, shit, yeah. I'm a fucking football. I'm like, why do I know that name? Uh, John C. Riley, I saw him. He was once nice, and he was a dick uh, another time. I love Tim Heidecker and, uh, and uh, Eric Warheim. My favorite uh, my favorite moment on FYF was standing next to Eric Warheim, watching, um, this is my book, watching uh, that dead milkman play. And I, was, <laughs> I was standing next to Eric Warheim the whole time. And at the end, I just, like, wanted to shake his hand. I was like, Eric, it was awesome to, like, enjoy the show next to you. And then they did an anchor, and I, like, sat next to I stood next to him. And he was just like, get the fuck out, weirdo. But uh, I remember all those people I love. I, like, that's something I want to watch. I don't have showtime. I don't know how else I would watch it. I don't really do. Oh, it has bad ratings online. But I still love it's, uh, like, I love it's not. Movies. It's not the most amazing thing ever. Um, it's good though. It's funny. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a quick. It's a thirty minute episodes. It's just quick and it's just fun. It's light. It's cool. Just like Bridgerton. Um, and I forgot to say the actors. I'm gonna say that real quick before we segue to my to the best part, the interview with you. Even though this pretty much is an interview, and you you were pretty knowledgeable on all this stuff. All your I knew that paparazzi stuff would come into play, and it would definitely be very vital. Um, I also have Google on the next window, you know? <laughs> that's, that's that's very true. That's very true. Reed Jane Page, Phoebe Devinard, uh, Nicola Coughlin, she's from Dairy Girls, um, Julie Andrews, um, I haven't made it to that part yet where she has appeared. Um, like I said, just a really diverse cast, and uh, go Shonda Rhimes, man. She's still making that money. Uh, and now we are going to get into Mr. Paparazzi Extraordinaire. His two books are out, Tijuana Days and Paparazzi Days. We will discuss that right now. What the 
the fuck did I say? Yeah, hold those up, man. Free the nipple. Free the nipple. <laughs> Here we go. The big TV right there. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. And, yes, I have both those books as the hard copy coming tomorrow. You can get that on Kindle as well. It's on Amazon. Leave a review, please. He is a – he's really good, actually. You're you're a, you're a good writer. I know they're short. I know the chapters are very short. But um, it's it's short, sweet. It's to the point. And it get, it, I, I love it, man. It's like uh, – it reminds me of this book that I read a very long time ago. Um, I hope they serve beer in hell. And it's not the same subject material, but you have a very same delivery style. Is that, is that Bukowski? No, his name is... What is I, I, I'm pretty sure I have... We're both Googling real quick. Right? <laughs> Who can get there first? <laughs> um, what is his name? Damn, Tucker Max, I don't know him. Ah, Tucker Max, yes, and he has a sequel to it too, but I didn't read the sequel. Uh, and they made a movie to it, actually. they have It's like a very low-budget, like, uh, Showtime type of thing. As a writer, I get compared to a bunch of other writers that I don't really um, read, which is always kind of weird. Uh, and I get Bukowski a lot. Uh, but my favorite, too, is Bonnegard and Palichok. Uh, oh, Palinok, nice! I never, uh, Hell yeah, I love him. And Palichok uh, delves into uh, dangerous writing, which is just writing about things that, like, kind of scare you. Uh, like, honestly, both my books, I, I talk about shit that, like, scares me. That, like, are secrets that I don't want to, like, be saying. But at the same time, if I don't do it, it's not worth it. So I, I do put, like, everything out there. Just kind of, like, like, fuck it. This is how I see things. Uh, yeah, g- give us the motivation and inspiration behind uh, Tijuana. That's the one that I have not read at all. I've read some excerpts of... Uh, a paparazzi days. That is uh, your main title. Again, yes, please show that as much as possible. Uh, I, I left pretty- this at, uh, at a place in Tijuana, and it rained, and the fucker left it outside. Oh so no! Oh. Um, but this was my first book. I wrote it like three years ago, and I never published it. I just wrote it on my computer, and I never published it. Um, and then I was just kind of like, I'm just gonna like throw it out there. And I started posting on my blog, chapter by chapter every day, on uh, my Tijuana Adventure blog that I don't even do anymore. And people started reading it, and they were like, oh, this is great. And I opened up pa- a Patreon, and I was like, if you like this shit, give me money. And they were giving me money. And, I was, and that's when I decided, like, oh, I should take this seriously and actually try to publish it. And I went through all the Amazon shit. Like, there's a lot of sources to, like, see how you can still publish on Amazon. It's a bitch. But, um... I built it like a book. I built everything myself. The covers are my pictures. I, I hired a designer for it, uh, who I work with. And I, uh, and my friend Chad, Chad Beal, again, a shout out for him. Um, he edited the book, and especially the, the first book. Um, I had over like 500 bucks in there. Like, I, I said, fuck a lot. I was like, dude, you gotta, you there's too it's much great. unnecessary cursing. And I think I brought it down to 83 or something like that. It's still like a lot of, like, that was like, okay, that's a necessary fucking or necessary fuck. Like, I'll just leave it there. Um, and, and it's all about my Tijuana adventures, like the fucking title is. Uh, and Tijuana is a crazy city, and I've been taking people from all over the world through this crazy city. Uh, my first client was actually, uh, it's chapter eight or whatever. Uh, it's a super Italian New Yorker, like super Italian New Yorker. He had that Italian accent that I can't even say how. Uh, how Forget about it. Super Brooklyn. Uh, I can't see his real name. <laughs> but he, he was impressed by everything. He was just like, oh, this looks like a New York in the 80s. 
in the 80s, I would drive around and get a blowjob, five dollars, and then he just compared it to like New York in the 80s and how uh, you know there's hookers well, golden, golden era, golden era. <laughs> <laughs> and he fucking loved the shit out of Tijuana, and he paid me a hundred dollars, and he paid the hooker he was with a hundred dollars. I was like, shit, I just made oh, as much money man. as a hooker. And that is one of the Tijuana adventures. I'm very jealous, actually. I've actually I've only been to Tijuana twice, and both times where you were around. Um, as like an escort, pretty much. Uh, Nelson, my cousin, uh, he had an enhanced license, and we were able to visit you guys down there from the San Diego border. Um, and like I said, man, I've I've seen your adventures. I've seen Lee's adventures. I've heard stories about Tijuana, even aside from my trips there. I barely touched the surface. Um, I heard it's a really crazy city, but it's a really fun city, a really beautiful city. Um, I, I definitely need to. I definitely need you to be my tour guide next time, man. I definitely need to get out there yeah, like, uh, a week, man, at least. That's definitely the book. Like, whoever wants to uh, do a tour with me but or doesn't want to hire a tour guide, I'm like, just just read my book, and you can, like, figure out how – because it's a fucking crazy city. It's the craziest city I've ever been to, and I've been living here for, like, almost 10 years now, and I still can't figure it out, and it changes That's every like, day. Yeah, nice. Uh, the beer scene is here is great, and, like, my future tours, I want to leave – because I, I, I did a lot of bachelor parties and a lot of going to the strip clubs, which are really brothels, so I've, I've done a lot of, like – my client, this, my client, my true person is going to go fuck a hooker for like an hour and I'm just sitting there at the strip club waiting for him. I don't want to do that shit anymore. Even though I was getting paid nice, I, uh, it's just a thing that... Uh, oh, you don't want to be a tour guide or you don't want to have your own uh, agency at least. I, I want to be a tour guide, but I don't want to touch the strip clubs or the brothels anymore. That's a good idea because I was about to say like uh, no insurance company would touch you if you <laughs> if you were if you were putting that on the books. <laughs> it, it is in the books. Uh, Tijuana is one of the capitals of like sex tourism. Like even the government has like been like cook Tijuana oh, or girls. Oh no, I totally agree with you. No, 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 that's definitely true. I just meant insurance companies. I'm I'm saying yeah, insurance yeah. companies. <laughs> <laughs> like just yeah, exactly. They're just be like, it's cool. I'm glad it's to make your money do your thing. But I'm not insuring you because that's a fucking liability as yeah. fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, when I, whenever I entered the, that area with uh, with uh, my tourists, I would always just be like, hey, you oh, on the street? Went out. Oh shit, no. Can you hear me? Or is that my laptop? Oh, that's my Zencaster. Hello. I can hear you. But uh, my little swiggly, the same caster is off. I don't see. I don't see the the fucking same caster moving, man. Matt, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn up the zoom to see if I can hear you on zoom. Hello? Can you hear me here? Yeah, I can hear you on zoom. I just can't hear you on Zencaster anymore. And, and Zencaster, I don't even see the the squiggly line moving anymore. I'm not sure if. Uh... Oh, it sucks. It might have went out completely. But it's okay. We have the Zoom audio. So don't worry about it. Fuck it. Are you sure? Yeah, just keep going. Will you pause it? Oh, uh, yeah, we can, but I don't know how to get back the sound. I don't know. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> we would just be like, uh, fuck it. We'll do it live. Right? We should one. I, not, well, not right now. <laughs> We're good. No, I mean, I mean, just we'll just keep going and see what happens. True. All right, cool. So we now... 
We're just doing, yeah, we're just doing the Zoom audio, but fuck it. I'll just keep on the headphones. All right, so continue, brother. Continue. You were talking about... I'm not sure, but are you sure this works? You just continue like this? Talking about you uh, being a tour guide, but what kind of tour guide do you want to be? Like, Oh, yeah, and what you don't want to do. You don't want to uh, be at the brothels. I feel you on that. I was in Colombia. I was in Cartagena, and one of my friends wanted me to bring him to a brothel, and I did not participate. Not that, I, not that I'm, like, you know, too good to, to fuck a, a hooker. I'm definitely not. Um, but, um, I didn't want to participate and, um, it was an awkward experience. As, fa- as a matter of fact, it's a brothel that the secret service, uh, for Obama got in trouble at. And so, yeah, all types of shit could happen. Brothel, there's no problem with brothels. Go make it, go make your money off your pussy and shit like that. But there's a lot of shit that goes on around it. If you, if you've been to Colombia, you know how it is because that's another sex capital uh, exactly. of the world. Uh, in my book, I, I compare it to Thailand or to like something like that because, you know, in Thailand, there's all the British guys that go just fuck girls over there. And Tijuana is like that for people in the United States and all over the world. They, they come from all over the world just for sex tourism. But my, 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 uh, my favorite thing is beer, um, beer and food. So uh, um, and Tijuana's great in it. Tijuana has some of the best beer and food scene. Uh, so I, I do want to focus my tours on uh, the, the beer scene more than anything because the, the beer scene here is uh, it's phenomenal. You would do very well with that, and uh, I think it's perfect timing actually, especially I mean opening back up. Well, no, if we if we start both opening back up, yeah, spring or summer and something like that, you'll you'll be right there. You'll uh, there's a lot of people. I think you're. I think it's more beneficial for you because like you didn't like really take off yet. There's people that had to like square up and go bankrupt with their their shit, their tour businesses, and their, yeah, yeah. And speaking of uh, sex tourism, um, one of my friends she uh, she just invited me to the Dutch Caribbean, and I um, I accepted her offer. I'm gonna be there for a week in February. Um, it's my first time traveling since Paris last year, February actually. So um, I'm very happy to be traveling. I'm gonna try to keep it safe. Um, the the rule over there is that you have to do a COVID test at least 72 hours um, before. And uh, one of the uh, one of the places that she was gonna do was Costa Rica. And Costa Rica, the ratio is out of control right now with uh, COVID. And that makes sense, what you said before, with, um, with sex uh, trafficking and sex – well, not sex trafficking, but um, even though yeah, – there, there, there are some of that. Of course, again, it's always mixed in. But um, as far as the sex trade over there, um, it's very international. Costa Rica, it makes so much sense that the COVID is crazy out there because, like you said, they're coming from all over the world to, to bring their business. Uh, the, the, the sex clubs are officially, or like the brothels are closed, but there's a loophole because they're also hotels. So right now they're open. <laughs> like they're literally open and there's like girls. And um, I mean, I have friends that like uh, work in that industry. So I, they tell me how it is because I don't go there anymore. But they are open and people are still coming from mostly California to be with girls. And uh, it, so that COVID is not stopping that. Uh, and like the rules here are just nonsensical. Uh, it, it is crazy here, but uh, it, it's wild. Uh, but I, I was going to mention that, that the, the COVID did like, I plan to like release a book. And after that, I was going to do tours with my book and be like, hey, I wrote a book. Now I, now I can charge more for my tours. Standard. Um, it's one of the last chapters that my last tour was with Canadians, and that was in February of 2020. And right after that, I was just going to start promoting my tours, and and I was still going to do them on March before you're like, you're crazy, there's corona. I was just like, well, I need money. <laughs> and every, everything shut down. Everything shut down. I was just like, I can't do tours. Uh, so I haven't done a tour in. So February of 2020, um, 
and I don't know when I will be able to do do them next. Uh, and if I do them, I'm just gonna do them very small and be more expensive. I'm the dude that wrote the book, so now I wanna be more expensive. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully you can visit Tijuana soon, man. Too, this is a fucking crazy city. I, dude, I always enjoy you guys. I enjoy you. I, like I said, I'm a big fan of your Instagram stories. They're hilarious. Thank you. I, I already knew that your book was going to be great. I, I, you're, you're, like I said, I, that's one of the main things why we try to do uh, guest-wise on this show. Um, we Not only interesting people, but brands. You, to me, you're a brand. Like Every vertical you come out with has is an extension of you. And it uh, it's always has it always has your imprint on it. It always has um, you know pretty much your stench. <laughs> and, but it's a good stench. You're hilarious. I think you're mad funny. So, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, back to your book, Paparazzi Days, uh, Chapter Seven. Uh, you brought it to my attention again. My bad. I, again, I bought it on Kindle, but I did not know that I bought it on Kindle. So forever, I'm like, you're good. What is this book? Where the fuck is this damn book? And then Lee, I mean, not Lee, Matthew's like, yo. You got it on Kindle, dude. You gave the review on Kindle. Like, get your fucking ass on this. So he showed me a chapter that's very prevalent to, like, what we've talked about, especially this year with George Floyd. And um, as far as diversity is concerned, um, he is letting us know that there is no diversity as far as uh, being lucrative in photography, as far as uh, paparazzi photography. I totally believe that, by the way. But I would love for you to explain that a little bit. Without, obviously, because there's not that many pages in the book, I, I, we would love for people to read it. <laughs> hey, it's like almost 300 pages. Uh, I feel like it's uh, pretty long. The chapters do feel quick, and people read it in a day. For me, it's crazy. Uh, but I, I mentioned that chapter because uh, I was listening to your last podcast. You guys were talking about Braves and paparazzi and Hollywood. And seriously, I black celebrities, unless you're Beyonce, Will Smith, Denzel Washington... Uh, Idris Elba, someone huge, you're not worth it. You're not. When have you seen an Oz Weekly, People Magazine, or any other magazine, black people or, or minorities in it? It's 90% white pretty girls. Uh, so I never cared. Like, if Kanye West was coming to the airport, it was like, he's a dick. I'm not going to bother. Go take his picture. Didi. He always make, made a huge fuss about it. It's like, you're not worth it. They're going to give me $10 for your picture. I don't want it. And I know that he faked out having a private jet. That's all. Yeah. Mr. Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. That's why he never wanted to be spotted at, uh, at LAX. Uh, and, like, the industry is dead. I have a friend that still does it, and he follows TikTok stars. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Um, people used to follow it because, you know, you buy a magazine, and you want to know gossip about your favorite person or whatever. And now you just follow them on social media. There's no need to buy a magazine. You want to see a picture of Jessica Simpson, you just follow her on Instagram and she posts pictures. You don't need the paparazzi showing you pictures anymore. With There's still some people that do it. I have friends that still do it. But it's not the same crazy industry that I live and And everybody has, you know... You, you just have to be in the right place at the right time, and that's people that some people still do, but you can just be in the right place at the right time, have an iPhone, bam, you're a paparazzi in that moment. And that wasn't... Like when I started working, we, used, we were still using Nextels. Hanging so, <laughs> each other. <laughs> yeah, that's how we follow people, just by Nextel. Hey, we're following Bo, and then that's how information was the fastest. And then the iPhone came up when I was still working, and that became fucking mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, word. 
Uh, no, it's very, like I said, it's a very interesting chapter. Uh, why don't you discuss uh, just, again, it's very sad, by the way. We're, I'm not shocked that any, like, uh, the industry is like that, especially um, Hollywood and photography is no different. Um, black, black doesn't, I mean, black is selling now, like it is selling more than it has before, but that's like, obviously it's working from below zero. So like, you can't really see the progress sometimes. Um, I read an article recently with Halle Berry. Um, we get, uh, caught up sometimes cause, uh, Viola Davis is one for supporting actress. Uh, she's a, a black actress. She's very talented, but Holly Berry was the last person, uh, the female leading actress to win. Um, and that was 20 years ago. Um, Ali Berry, I, I shot her, and she was super, super nice. Oh, nice. I love her. And, and both times it was, like, super lady. Uh, she was going to Washington, D.C. for the Obama, uh, the second inauguration, I think. So it was an Obama event. Uh, she flew Delta, and I remember just both times. It was, like, super late, like, 5 a.m. Oh, coming yeah. in and 5 a.m. departing. So you're, like, at the airport at 3 a.m. waiting for Halle Berry. And she comes out, and she is just, like, a nice person. Like, sometimes celebrities at that hour, they're like, fuck you, I'm running into the terminal, and... Oliver just came out, and it was just me, I think. Uh, maybe me and TMC were there. And both times she was just, like, super nice. Like, just a super chill person. And, like, that's another one that does count. But outside of that, I remember just... Uh, Tajari, Taraji, I never know how that... Tajari P. Henson, I shot her so many times, never saw a cell. Gabriel Union, never. Anyone that's just, like, black and famous, if you're not top elite black person... I would never see a sale. And I, I think it's not only Hollywood, it's like, like systematically racism all over the U.S. because absolutely someone, someone in Kentucky, they're the ones like, or whatever state, you know, like in the flyover states, I don't know what you mean about it, but uh, they're the ones that get impressed with Hollywood, you know, they're like impressed by celebrities and they want to see usually the prettier, the wider celebrities, unless you're like a black celebrity dating someone controversial. They, they they don't really care. And, uh, that actually, and it makes even more sense on a more sociological, I mean, on a more psychological level, sorry, psychological, I don't usually say that on this show. Uh, <laughs> psychological, uh, <laughs> because um, that's statistically proven that no matter what shade you are, Hollywood has, in, has embedded in us that white is more attractive. So, um, and more like comfortable and more at ease. Like we feel more comfortable seeing more lighter pictures on screen and shit like that. So that makes a lot more sense. And it's even me, I get caught up in it too. Like I, Jessica Simpson is not that good at anything. And, um, she's mediocre at everything. She's like a fucking, uh, Texas version of Nick Cannon. And, um, <laughs> she, um, yeah, like the biggest news is that she likes to pop it up her ass, um, by John Mayer and shit like that. And I'm sure you've taken lots of photos of him too. Um, he's a big. Popper. He he was either uh, really nice or a dick. Like he was always just like uh, really, 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 really weird. Uh, sometimes he would just be super nice, and sometimes he would just be a complete dick. Uh, remember TMC ran a story. He goes, and this is uh, I saw Beyonce three times, and this is one of the times I saw Beyonce. And Beyonce was going through LAX, and he, John Mayer was like right next to her. But John was, like, covered in a hoodie and, like, not letting anyone take a photo. And Beyonce was being chill. I was just like, dude, Beyonce's next to you. She's way bigger. Like, I don't care about your picture right now. You know, it's Beyonce. So, um, 
there's a lot of everything in that industry. Or, I mean, back in the day, because uh, I worked 2007 to 2011. It was a completely different world of celebrities. Yeah, golden era. That's why it's perfect that you're coming out with, that you have this book. Because okay. um, you're right, it's not the same It's not the same industry at all. It's almost the silver era. Because the golden era, it was still kind of like film. Like my bosses would tell me that they would just see a celebrity take one picture. Thousands of dollars. And then my era was when, like, so many people were, like, in the eye of the paparazzi. It was just, like, and there were so many paparazzi. That makes sense. And there was a lot of non-exclusivity, but there was a lot of, like, people always wanting, like, paparazzi news. And I showed so many people that are really fucking no one. Like, everyone in the hills and everyone that I, all the reality stars I love. I'm, like, Kim Kardashian was no one when I started. Kim Kardashian was Paris Hilton's best friend. That's what she was known for. Writer stylist. Um, um, and then the, 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 the video with uh, Ray J came out, right? It was, was it Ray J? And I hit it first. I hit it first. <laughs> <laughs> Which I also shot Ray J, and I shot Chris Brown, and I shot all these people that, like, they, they would never be a sell. Kim Kardashian was always a sell, and she always looked gorgeous, and she was always super nice. Kim Kardashian was always super nice. Uh, but she she's no one without the paparazzi, so... It's true. She's got to work that game, man. She's got a great. Why would she bite the hand that feeds her? I mean, there's plenty of people that do that, but um, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't do that because it's not like uh, Hollywood is uh, knocking on her door to put her in a film and shit like that. Maybe they are, but who knows? I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, me either. She she finessed her way to get a single. I know that a fucking uh, music single. Really? And uh, she's yeah, like I said, she's an apprentice to a lawyer, so she's about to be a lawyer. She's about to be an attorney of law. But uh, she has a song. She does. She does. It's pretty bad. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty pathetic. Hey, Paris Hilton had a release of song, and I fucking love that song. It's a great song. Hey, that was way better, actually. That was actually much better than uh, Kim uh, Kim Kardashian's. Um, Paris Hilton might want to put Kim Kardashian back in the closet. She might want to after that. that it was really bad. You got to listen to it one day. I, I, I don't want to, but I will. You won't forget it. You'll just be like, it'll be like the ring. You'll be like <laughs> frozen in. Frozen in time. Frozen in time. But uh, one more question about Chapter 7, actually. Um, only because, not that I'm fascinated by Jennifer Aniston, but the world is, and everybody thinks that she's super nice, and you said she's a bitch. Well, you didn't say that word for word, but... Uh, I, I try to avoid that word in there, like, including celebrity. Jennifer Aniston, uh, I mean, I don't know her personally, but every time that I had her on my list, uh, first of all, she would never appear uh, without her smart water because she was sponsored by Smartwater. So whenever she she would allow paparazzi to take her picture, she would be holding a Smartwater with her, because that's the picture. Like, so many Smart Bottle pictures of her, so many. Yeah, uh, and if she didn't have a Smart Bottle, she would just block you with, like, five bodyguards or something. Uh, she supposedly... By them, though. She, well, that makes sense. She got paid a lot of money from them. She spends more than a million dollars in just avoiding paparazzi a year. Uh, and it's just a simple... I mean, and uh, to a certain degree... She, She's known as Brad Pitt's ex girlfriend She's also someone that's on that great. She was on Friends. Um, and she has, like, the movies where she always plays the same beauty, like, oh, you're going to fall in love with me because look at how quick I am. <laughs> Besides that, she doesn't do anything. Uh, I just saw her on a, like, Neutrogena commercial or something, and I'm like, wow, she looks old now. She is really... And, and, and I mentioned in the book, too, whoever, whoever you think is a really nice celebrity, it's the opposite. And whoever you think is a really, like, super angry celebrity, she'll be super nice. Like, and I don't know why James Gandolfini came to mind, but you think James Gandolfini is going to be a dick, uh, even though, uh, rest in peace, but uh, he was super nice. Like, he was, like, extremely nice. And, like, all these people that you just be like, oh, he's going to be mean. Super nice people. And whoever 
it's not always a rule, but it kind of worked like that, where it was, like, nice in movies or shows or whatever. They're usually, like, they hate it. I guess because they get approached so much or something, you know? Who knows? Yeah. Well, that makes your book so fucking interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. I only got to read that one chapter. It's like I'm a dumbass, and I don't really I, – I don't know why I decided I didn't know how to use Kindle. I do know how to use Kindle, <laughs> and now it's on my tablet, and I will be reading the rest of it before I – Anticipate the, the 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 arrival of both of your hardcover. I mean, your your paperback books, uh, Tijuana Adventures, uh, Paparazzi Days. Again, you are hilarious. You're a quality. Thank person. you, man. Uh, and uh, your your extreme Tetris player. Touch on that real quick before we get. <laughs> <laughs> I always find that funny whenever you post that about that, man. And like I said, I love all your content. I love the food. I'm not even a food guy. I'm not a food guy. But you do put delicious shit. You do put great cerveza, man. You do put great beer. Um, again, I love your family. They're hilarious. Um, they're very talented people, too. Um, so, yeah, you just put – for me, I'm a fan. So I, I want other people to be a fan, and I'm so happy that you are a guest. So tell us about your obsession with Tetris. It's pretty funny, and you're actually really good at it. You're not just, like, obsessed with it. You're good at it. <laughs> um, I've been playing Tetris since I was, like, five, I think. And at some point on the Internet, there was a thing called Tetrinet. And it was, like, the new Tetris 99, but it was only six people, and you would battle each other. And I remember I had, like, I was like 11 by, by then because it was already online, or maybe 13. And I even remember having a mentor, someone that was just like, you gotta play Tetris this way. Oh my so, God. So, I saw him wax off, Dan, Daniel's son. What the fuck, man? And she was, she was like an older chick. Like, I was like 13, and it was this like 25 year old chick that, like, I used to play with. And she's like, you gotta do this on Tetris. And I, I got sick of Tetris at like a really young age. So now that Tetris 99 is out, and it's almost the same rules, there's some rules that I don't like. I played Tetris 99, and it's usually a top 10 contest for me, and I, I win every other every other 10 games, I think, when, when I'm really thinking about it. And I love Tetris so much that I, I have video games tattooed. Nice! That's, that's from Celeste. But I'm going to get, like, a bunch of video games, and wherever there's, like, space, I'm going to, like, try to cover it's it with really Tetris pieces. Roll. See the high roll uh, try, try thing right there? Try the Triforce, yeah. Triforce. I'm actually trying to get back into the Breath of the Wild. I, I, I gave up because of the fucking... Getting the paraglider is fun, and, and that's in the beginning, by the way, obviously. Yeah, it's a great game. I don't know how you can give up. I, like, I would dream about it. Like, I would, like, wake up in the middle of the night and be like, I have to play it. I know. I need to finish it, man. I, I don't know why. Right now, I'm pl- I just finished Miles Morales on Spider-Man. Um, nice. I didn't finish Origins and Odyssey, so that's why I haven't bought Valhalla yet, even though I'm still a big fan of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, man. I need I need to finish some of these games, man. Otherwise, it's a fucking waste of money. I never finished Luigi's Mansion. I know my fucking Switch is fucking gaining too much dust. I need to fucking get back into that shit. I'm a Nintendo guy, so like everything Nintendo is for me, and then PlayStation, and then Xbox comes out last. So uh, I just got a PS5, so I'm really into it. Right ah, damn it, man! I'm jealous. I love it. I know I went through a lot of trouble too, man. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't easy. <laughs> I had to go to a police precinct in the parking lot in order for it to like be a secure like exchange. Fucking and the person man. offered it, by the way, and I and, they, and I was happy. I was like, he was like, oh, because um, everybody kept offering like these skeezy ass like exchanges, like, oh, here's uh, my Venmo that didn't even match the person's name at all. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, no, I'm not coming to you. And then the person, like I said, the person was like, could you meet at a bank? Could you meet in a police precinct? I was like, yes, that that yeah. yes, thank you. So I knew. Right, like tattoo it on me. You know that it's real. 
Yes. <laughs> go, into, go into the fucking snitch police, and you know that it's fucking real. So, yes, I'm having a good time. I'm having a ball. Right now, I'm fun employed, so I uh, wish I was rewarding myself with video games, <laughs> um, but right now, it's like part of my routine until I fucking get a job. Right yeah, I'm on, I'm on the same page, uh, but damn, man, uh, I'm just going to wait for everything to cool down before I get a PS5, and when I get money, so people buy my books, so I can have money, so I can fucking get a PS5, hopefully soon, because... <laughs> I love that ecosystem, man. Yes, again, very talented motherfucker. You are awesome. Again, thank you so much for being on the program. Is there anything that we missed? Is there anything on the horizon? Is there something that you want to put out there into the world? No, thank you. That's just thank you for having me, man. This has been a blast, not only for the show, but just fucking talking to you, man. It's been uh, delightful, and uh, I hope to see you soon here in TJ. I've never been to New York. Uh, I could keep going and talking about all the stupid shit I've done. I'd love to show you around, man. I would definitely love to show you around. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> and, I, you know, I fucking love video games, so whatever, like, competitive video games, too, like, I, I fucking love it, like, fighting games. On, and, yeah, why are we not on Switch, by the way? Why are we not, like, Switch friends? We need to get that going. Oh, yeah. The Switch Online is kind of garbage, but <laughs> I, I've been playing a lot of Rocket League, and Rocket League is just fucking oh, fantastic. Yeah, no, I love video games, by the way. <laughs> and when people, like, tell, like, whenever I see, like, um, either if they're directing it towards me or if I just hear it inside a conversation, you need to grab up, like, I'm like, good luck with that. I'm never, ever going to stop playing. Like, I thought about it one time, and it was, like, Batman Forever. I'm like, I am Batman. No, I am video games. I Like, it's just not going to happen. I've been playing since I was, like, three years old. Thank you, Uncle. Yeah. Oh, it's your fault. Um, no, I, I just love video games. Why should I be ashamed? I love weed. I love LSD. Like, why would you? <laughs> why should I be ashamed of things I love? People love starch. People love fucking fat. They could love that. I, I, I think it's our generation that, you know, like the, the video game industry is taking over the movie industry. And when like when people are like, oh, why don't you watch movies? And it's just like, I'd rather just be, I'd rather play a game for two hours than watch a movie. So and people are like, oh, immature. I just don't care. You are actually touching on a trend before we go, um, a really good trend. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the uh, the actor. Um, he's big. Oh, I did not know that. Um uh, I mean, I, I respect him. I uh, like uh, oh, yeah, no, he's okay. a great actor, but he yeah. is like he's a, a fucking nightmare as a paparazzi. Yeah. Well, see, you know, I'm also noticing a trend. I'm I'm seeing the tastier, the the nastier they are. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense because they fucking look disgusting in person. When when it comes to like like you know, get some fucking sun, Joseph. <laughs> and, and hey, Nicole Kidman is really nice. That's a pasty okay. chick ever. So, uh, so I don't think I don't know if that's an off white. She's like an eggshell. She's like I like pasty. I like her and Keith Urban. No, I love Nicole Kidman. She's the best. What was I about to say? My bad. Um, he that, 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 uh, he's on video oh, games too, and he's probably like putting money in two video games and shit. You're right, and, and you you touched on it perfectly. They are putting a lot more money into video games. That's why video games are like $70 now. That was like a long time coming. But he said that's the new narrative. That is where people yeah. go looking for their stories. God of War, Batman, Spider-Man, all these, all these things, like you said, like were blockbusters in movie theaters, and they still are. They're still a great medium. I'm going to go back to movie theaters whenever it happens. I still love the cinema. But um, the new, you're right, the new frontier, the new cinematic frontier is video games. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a lot of uh, voice acting, a lot of like even directors doing video games instead of just the uh, usual. So it's a different view of just like, oh, yeah, silly guy walking through the screen. There's a lot of people just watching other people play video games, which is mind-blowing for me in the future. 
right? Twitch. Me, me too. When Twitch came out, I was just like, what the fuck? This is so stupid. But in, instantaneously, I was like, it's genius. <laughs> I was like, it's stupid, but it's genius. And they, it was too late. Like, I, like by the time I said that it was stupid and genius in that moment, they had already taken off. Twitch is amazing right now. Yeah, I want to have my Twitch channel, but I don't yeah, even have the means. And I need to cultivate it more, but... I need to do that with TikTok. I'm behind, man. I'm 34. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to stay uh, in touch with all this stuff. But I'll Wait, you're, you're my age? All right. That's why my brother, like, connects us together. Told you, that's why we. That's right. And, I, and it makes sense that you're born in May, too. I know that we're – I know you're a Taurus and I'm Gemini. But it makes sense, man. Like, uh, you, your freaking energy and all that, the May babies. I mean, we're the same fucking age. That's right. That's the right. same age as Megan Fox. She's that's right. Too. That's right. <laughs> a lot of Fox for Megan Fox. I love her, man. <laughs> Not a good actress, but definitely very hot. Very hot. Sorry, David. Uh, Austin Green, you missed out. Good job, Machine Gun Kelly. Good job. I have no idea what's going on with her nowadays. She was already getting passed around, man. She's just getting passed around now. Oh, damn. Just kidding. No, I'm joking. That, that was extreme. Um, <laughs> I hyperbold uh, the former Transformer. All right, so let's get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. Like I said, man, you have a life to get to. Um, it's a great thing to read. Um, go get his books. Paparazzi Days, and then he has a book before that, that is Tijuana Adventures. Um, he will be doing tour guides based on those adventures uh, very soon, hopefully. He will get back on the book tours. He should, because like I said, man, they're funny, and I would love to hear them live. I would, lo- I would love to. You got a little, you got a little uh, sneak preview of him doing that. He's great at broadcasting. He's a great public speaker, so that'll be really great. Um, some people have talked to me about stand-up. I would actually venture and say that you would be actually a great candidate for stand-up. I know, like, you're, you're, I, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. You actually are really funny. Thank you, man. I, I dream about doing stand-up all the time, but I, I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have the balls. Uh, we'll see. Maybe you will. One day. One day. All right. So yeah. Let's right. Intro. <laughs> you better shut the fuck up, listen up, and keep up with my man Matinga's photography and Sylvan's name. Over and out, homeless.